I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Bringing you the truth, or something like the truth, this is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. Happy Tuesday! It is the bottom line. You've got us on 100.7 The Score and 107thescore.com. Thank you for joining us and making us a part of your Tuesday. Clint Scott, Josh Foppel, Kyler Brown behind the glass taking care of us. Uh, What's that you say? You wanted some high school basketball? Well, we have a ton of it tonight. We also have Lady Raider basketball. We'll get into... uh, all of that schedule and let you know where you can find everything. We are live from the First United Bank studio. You can call us on the Visual Edge IT hotline, 806 771 Uh If you call that number, Kyler will tell you what family game you should learn to crush your relatives uh, on the holiday. I was enjoying the end of the benches conversation uh, about that. Or you can hit us up on the H Flooring Center chat line, thoughts, comments, questions, reactions, all of that welcome there. Take us anywhere with mobile apps brought to you by Happy State Bank. We're also streaming live on Fox 34 News Now and on YouTube. And if you're on YouTube, smash that like button and subscribe. Click right here for more videos like this. (laughs) It's only you. It's only when you're here. Uh, Mr. Flip Flop, how are you? Oh, killing it. Have you recovered? No, from from Shreveport shenanigans. <laughs> we just had we just had like a two minute discussion before. It's like we're I'm so tired, just not recovered from the weekend. This is how I know I'm getting old, dude. Like, uh, one, I don't recover from lack of sleep at all anymore. <laughs> um, I don't think I've recovered from like two trips ago, which would have been like six months ago. And it wasn't even as in depth as the Shreveport trip was. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just gonna be tired forever. Um, that's fine. Uh, I, at least I'm not like a grumpy, tired person, because then you know I wouldn't be very fun to be around. The other thing that I realize I'm growing older is I did spend several hours to and fro in a vehicle, and I'm more sore from sitting in a stationary <laughs> position. <laughs> Then I would be if I went and like ran five miles and it doesn't make sense. And so it's just like getting up this morning. Oh man, must have been all those weights I lifted. Nope. It's from sitting in a truck for like 16 hours. Yep. That, that tracks. Yeah. So harsh reality. I was going to offer to drive by the way. And I just, I just, I didn't want to, I just, (laughs) (laughs) I just, I just enjoy, I do enjoy driving. Yeah. Yeah. I really do. I don't. So it's, at all? No, that's. Are you a road trip person in general? I like road trips. I don't like. I don't. I don't like driving. I really don't like it. Mm-hmm. everything about driving. Stresses me out. Um, about being the driver mm-hmm. because it, it really it takes a lot out of me when when mm-hmm. I'm on the other end of uh when I'm driving and I get to point B basically I feel so drained. Yeah, because I don't think it's a relaxing process. Like it's active mind as often as I can because it's like a it's a two-ton death machine that you're piloting basically horse name yeah two-ton death machine (laughs) (laughs) and I don't find any part of that relaxing so uh but otherwise I like being passenger to Uh road trips yeah yeah I didn't make you a seasick or anything in the back no it doesn't that's good 
That's good. We just packed you in back there and like yeah, made sure you had air every I every couple of hours or so. I did notice that like it it seemed probably like on the way there you had your luggage across the seat. Uh huh. Yeah. And very intent intentionally like someone's going to be in this seat. You like took this horizontally and made it vertical <laughs> just so there was room. There's some truth to that. There's some. There's it a... looked that way too. Well, like. I knew that, like, okay, on the way there, there's going to be two of us. Yeah. On the way back, there will be three of us. There yes. will be a trio. And so I was not worried. I, like, some of the electronics that I had to take with me, I put those in very carefully. And then everything else, like, running, start, throw into the back. Like, it's like, where it lands, it lands, because I can just shut it, and that's fine. Sure. It was a little more organized, because it was, like, needing a space, you know, for you to sit. Yeah. Otherwise, it would have been the same thing with you at the very top. Just grab Josh, running start, throw into the back. Wherever he lands, he lands, and, and he'll be fine. He's door. okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Kyler, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, Clint. I'm doing good. Uh, Tech won the bowl game. Yeah. They scored 30-plus points like I knew they would. Mm-hmm. Somehow, someway, even though my Cowboys lost on Sunday, we are still leading the division because Drew Locke is awesome. It's, uh, it's funny how... Uh, the Seahawks, of all teams, gave uh, the Cowboys fans a little... Because that was a brutal loss to the Buffalo. I mean, just yeah, beat it, down it city. Every quarter, I was... I was it just sad. got worse and worse. Yeah, it really did. <laughs> um, it was like Dallas was was stuck in what we all thought quicksand was in ki- like as a kid. And just like kept on finding new layers of quicksand. And it was like they would fall through the first layer of quicksand and, and then they would just fall into more quicksand. And it was just like agreed. Painful. Yeah. Painful to watch at times. And especially with as important of that as that game felt. But how do you soften the blow? Uh, you watch on Monday Night Football, the Philadelphia Eagles give up a late lead and lose another game um, and just flat out don't look like the Super Bowl caliber team that the Philadelphia Eagles still are. Um, and, and that was a road game and they still have, uh, what giants, Cardinals, giants. So they should be three and oh, the rest of the way, but man, a gift, a gift has been given. That reminds me of DeVito. I got faith in DeVito. Yeah. He's going to win one of those games. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have as much faith as you do, but we'll see. Um, yeah. So the NFC and really the entire league just looks like it's to me, it's San Francisco or bust. But uh, that's not always the case. So yep. when you actually get to the playoffs, but man, that was uh, yeah. If you're a Cowboys fan, that was a beautiful Monday night, and that helped your Sunday loss ease the pain a little bit. Yep. Packers lost to the Giants and then to Baker Mayfield. So oh, I yeah. feel great. <laughs> yeah. Where are you guys at in the state? Oh, you're eleventh. <laughs> That was a quick turnaround for the Packers. Man, <laughs> they beat the Chiefs, and everyone was like, oh, man, they, that was a big win for the Packers. Uh, here they go. They're in a playoff spot, and now you are way back in the pack. Yeah. No do, pun intended. I do think they found their guy, though. I, I like Jordan Love. I think he's he's a good quarterback. I don't know if he's a generational type yet. You can really put that title on him yet, but yeah, it's I, a, I do see something in him. It's a very young team, which is kind of my solace. Mm-hmm. I'm more. I'm just bitter that he's not Aaron Rodgers right now. I'm sure I'll be fine, but it's a it's their youngest team in the NFL, and yeah, so it'll it'll be fine. Which you and you can tell me. If, I mean, you're a Packers fan, so yep. so you would have a, a stronger opinion on this than I would. But it's funny that you use the generational term yep. 
because that's what the Packers are used to. So yep. I was like, are, are they going to be okay with a guy who's <laughs> yes. quote unquote not generational not and fair. maybe just pretty good? Because uh, it's so foreign. They would have to, the GMs have to do more work than they ever have before because it's been basically, I think the reason Favre didn't win more Super Bowls is because they went so heavily on uh, free agency and didn't develop a lot of talent. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, it seemed like the Packers woke up every day and said, how can we piss off Aaron Rodgers today? <laughs> uh, they need to really work with uh, Jordan Love and for Jordan Love, and it seems like they're trying to do so. Yeah, so. I, I think that's something really important. You, you uh, as, as poorly as you did that with Aaron Rodgers from drafting and from free agency and even from, like, keeping guys around that you needed to, mm-hmm. for the most part, like, you have to develop weapons around him because he's just – he's not – he may be – like get to a an even better step and be like a really good quarterback maybe but he's not that generational talent he's not that like I can change everything on my own you have to put talent around yeah. him and there's a lot of guys like that in the league I mean he's not the only one it's the bottom line 100.7 the score it is a Tuesday so take versus take coming up next getting to the point but taking the scenic route to get there. This is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. It is the Bottom Line on 100.7 The Score and 107thescore.com. Clint Scott, Jamie Lint, Kyler Brown. Uh, you can listen to us here as you are on your terrestrial radio. 100.7 The Score. You can also take us anywhere with the mobile apps brought to you by Happy State Bank. If you want to hear us and see us, Streaming live on Fox 34 News Now and on YouTube. Uh, Jamie, uh, I think very exciting news as uh, far as Texas Tech basketball goes. Uh, You saw these two square off in a very competitive scrimmage that you won uh, to start the year. Uh, But Texas Tech and Texas A&M have announced a home-and-home uh, for next year and in 2025, they'll be here first, and then you will go to College Station. Um, I think this is one, and it's and it's easier said than done. Like you can have coaches that will say, "Oh, we need to be playing these regional teams," and either one side doesn't want it, or they're saying it and they don't actually mean it, and they're just you know kind of doing mm-hmm. saying what the people want to hear. <clears throat> uh, we heard this from Grant McCaslin. We heard we heard him say. The regional uh, play is important, and older rivalries or uh, teams that there may be a, a connection with are important, and they make each other better, and they're good for basketball. Uh, and this is follow through for it. And hopefully, it's not something that only lasts for two years. But yeah. even in the meantime, you, in time you just you love the fact that, and I've been saying this, I feel like for a few years now. Um, you got to give the the home fans something, mm-hmm. you know, and all the good matchups have been the way college basketball works now have then put into neutral site games. Mm-hmm. And um, we get it. We get it's a TV product. We get that you're paid to go there and do all of those things. But, I mean, if you're a home fan, a, a fan who has season tickets and you're watching the games at home, you're going to show up for some of the games against directional schools, against the boring ones. But you're not going to show up for all of them if there's not something there to get you excited. Yeah. And I think as a tech fan, 
you know, yeah, you give me an A&M matchup and all of a sudden like, okay, well, I'll, okay, in that case, I'm there for TNA, Texas A&M, Corpus Christi. Okay, I'll show up for that game since you gave me the Aggies two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. You know, I just think that um, after a while you get tired head of the beatdowns and showing up knowing, okay, this is a game we're probably going to win by 30. And, um, you know, I just, like, even the game last week with Oral Roberts, I came away feeling better about things just because, not about, like, the play or whatever, but just feeling like, oh, we saw an entertaining game. That was a real team. Mm-hmm. They could do good things, and and that was more entertaining. And so, um, to me, this has such value and you know, the fact that you're, when you're going on the road, okay, you're playing a, ro- a true road game before you get to conference play. Um, and, you know, with new players coming in and out, they have to learn your system, how you do things. Those things are important, Okay. You're challenging yourself. You're getting better. You're figuring out, hey, this is what we don't do well, and this is what we do do well. And so all of those things, I think, help you competitively as well as just, hey, we want to entertain our fans. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to give our fans something to be excited about. And I don't know. I, I mean, I couldn't be happier when I saw the news today. I couldn't have been uh, more happy. I, I'm, I'm thrilled, and I think it'll create a fantastic atmosphere, you know, at Supermarkets Arena when that comes around next year. I think the thought is, is that it'll be right around Thanksgiving time. Yeah. Maybe the day after. Mm-hmm. And and so, um, yeah, I agree with like the environment side and hey, give the fans something in the non-conference to go see and, and, and be excited about. But the bigger thing to me is the challenging yourself. Now, I know like you faced your your two better opponents that you lost to, but the two better opponents you lost, one was in a was in the Big Twelve Big East battle, so that's like a set thing. Mm-hmm. And the other one uh, was the battle for Atlanta. So we'll end up we'll we'll see uh, as the season goes on both what Butler will be uh, and what Villanova will end up being. But if if like this game was played this year, this would be the best team you would have played in the non conference, sure. and I think that's important in the Big Twelve. Like you, you have to find something. the The iron sharpening iron is real, and uh, I think when you, when you get younger teams or new faces, like you have every year for college basketball, and like like for Texas A and M, who knows? They could just completely fall off next year. They could be high end of the SEC, depending on who transfers out, how they recruit, all of that stuff that you're going to be dealing with too. Um, but the the constant doesn't, that we know is doesn't the, matter. Our fan base will still be excited to hate them. Sure, yeah. but the, but the constant that we know is that the Big Twelve is going to be competitive and tough. And, and I think like the the better Big Twelve uh, teams are smart about scheduling things to figure those things out, and also mm-hmm. to be like, hey, this is what like the better competition is going to be. So uh, you may have a game where where you play down to a, a lesser opponent or a directional school, and you go, well, we got tested. No, you just played poorly against mm-hmm. a directional school. Um, and and I do think, like, the Oral Roberts was a good win. Um, it could have been a lot bigger, probably should have been a lot bigger win, but I'm not looking at that. I'm just looking at some games we've seen in the past where you probably should have blown out a team a lot more than what you did. This is a real saying, hey, like, if you get if you get busted in that game, you're going okay. We have a lot of things that we really need, and yep. it's it's eye opening sure. for some of those players. Wake up call because uh, it's there's nothing worse than thinking that you are better than what you are. Everything's okay, and you're going two th- thumbs up, 
and then you hit Big 12 play, or I should say Big 12 play hits you in the face, and yeah. then you're behind the eight ball because you weren't ready. And, yeah, and, and, and that staff knows that. And I'm, I would tell you I'm a little bit that way with the Lady Raiders. A mm-hmm. little bit worried about when it gets to Big 12 play. I just don't know that we have seen enough of a challenging schedule from them. But it's that's a program that's trying to build. Yeah, sure. Right, and so you you understand that 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 makes some sense. Um, yeah, all the all the competitive reasons. I think it's it's massive. Hopefully, Coach McCaslin and company continue year in and year out year out to do these kind of things, mm-hmm. whether it's playing at home or playing on the road. I just think that that's you know makes for a better atmosphere. You go to these neutral site games and it's it doesn't feel like a road game. It may not feel like a home game, but you're not playing in front of a tough crowd. And I think it's important. You got that when you went and played at Butler. And mm-hmm. so I think those things are important. And you also want to see yourself play against really good teams at home. And, and then, again, you want to you want to to give something to your fans as far as, hey, you know, th- these are these are big games. We need you to come. We need you to be loud. And, um, man, I don't, I don't know what else you could do that, to get the fans excited more so than bring an A&M in. Yeah, because I, I completely get the 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 attendance side of hey well especially like with the schedule like like this and, and you're not the only one that has a schedule like this but no, hey we'll, we'll lock in when you start seeing the Baylors and Houston's and Kansas and you know mm-hmm. I mean even the hey we'll lock in when you see the West Virginia's and Oklahoma states but until then it's kind of hard we'll pay attention to the a&M Corpus Christi, but, you know, we're not really going to fight our schedule to go see that game, right. sort of thing. I, I totally, completely get that. Uh, and this kind of throws a wrench in that. And I also like your point of, hey, I mean, especially if you win that game, um, that kind of rolls attendance momentum, too, because you go, hey, that was uh, it's kind of fun. We may not be seeing a Texas A&M next, but, um, yeah, so I think all sorts of good I'm with you too. I do hope that that is something that isn't just, but after 2025, it's probably not going to happen again. Like, I hope that's something. I hope that, that's not the case. Yeah. Or at least, e- even if it just bounces off, that they continue to find home and homes like that. Um, like, I would, mm-hmm. we're talking about, I would love, it's, it's a different situation than what A&M is, but I would love to see you have a home and home with Arkansas every year. And you could say that for all sports, but like stuff like that, like, Hopefully that rolls into hunting for more matchups like that where you're not just waiting for um, your feast week or your whoever your Big East you know, partner is going to be that season. So, and the other thing with, with the, the battle for, I don't know how this works out as far as who they decide, but now the numbers for you is you're probably not guaranteed a game with the Big East every single year either because you've got – what three Big Twelve schools that don't that don't play? Okay, yeah. No, I would like mm-hmm. to think you'll consistently be in that draw pile of the top eleven schools of who That's they want to see. It's going to be even see. more next year that don't get to play. Yeah, and so oh. hopefully you're sitting in that, um, but that's not that's not guaranteed, and so. Mm-hmm. True. Very true. Yeah. But yeah, I think uh, great news for basketball, uh, and speaking of men's basketball they will be uh taking on ut arlington uh on thursday that'll be a 12 o'clock start time for coverage on both double t 97.3 and right here 100.7 the score a uh, little afternoon basketball for you tis the season for daytime sports
It is the uh, bottom line, 100.7, the score. Back with more next. Bringing you the truth, or something like the truth, this is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7, the score. Happy Tuesday, it's the Bottom Line on 100.7, the score, and 107thescore.com. Clint Scott, Jamie Lint, Kyler Brown behind the glass, taking care of us. Uh, hopefully everyone's in the uh, the holiday mood. Let us know if you're already on your holiday break. I know we got a couple, you know, last Friday. So we were in Shreveport that were uh, logging in their final work hours for the year. So uh, nice. they're off already gallivanting around, hopefully having a great time. Uh, and you can let us know, too, if you're having to, like, slum through the next few days still. <laughs> this was a weird... Uh, I know our... Ours is a little bit different for, for what we do, but this is always a, a weird work week because everyone kind of has the same thing of like, you know, we're just all trying to get through at this point. Like we're just... Yeah, and you add to it a little bit that the tech football season is over with. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, like now that's kind of like, eh, not looking forward to that where normally we are looking forward to a bowl game. Mm-hmm. And then the fact that you've got a while before you're going to get a real basketball game. Right, yeah. Uh, let's jump into a question of the day, shall we? Time now for Jamie's question of the day. Brought to you by someone not named Jamie. Which I have. And speaking of uh, the bowl game being knocked out and being out of the way, when you uh, look towards next year, Jamie, Kyler, and our fine listening audience, this can be a... Anything you like. Here, I'm going to keep this very vague and whatever it means to you, that's what it means to you. So it could be a new face, could be a returner, could be an incoming transfer, could be a freshman, whatever you like. Dealer's choice. I just want to know what Texas Tech football player you're already looking forward to seeing play next season. This is a guy that's already here. I just think he's just kind of just barely touched the tip of how great he can be. I'm going to go with Coy Aiken. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like we got a big time. I mean, just I, I love the way he competes when the ball's in the air. Uh, he's he's winning those 50-50 balls. He's physical with his in his routes. He's He's smart. I just I love what he's going to become for the Red Raiders over the next few years. Really, I mean, you know, starts off trying to battle back from being injured at the start of the year, and so got a little bit of a slow start to it. Um, and then on top of it, like when we were talking about the wide receiver room, you know, it started with with Bradley, who, by the way, he announced yesterday he's ended up at Boston College. Um, Did not st- see that coming. No. No, it started with him, right? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, he was the guy that was getting pre-season nods, and he was the guy that ended, uh, I mean, the season with just so much upside uh, last year in that final stretch of games. And then it went after that to me, and then I think it went Miles Price, who just committed to Indiana. Um, older guy, he's dealt with injuries on and off, felt like, you know, maybe this this could be his breakout year. He's an older guy, and, and breakout in the sense that he had been productive before, that maybe he's the guy 
um, that he has a healthy season and he turns in your go-to. And then it was Dre McCray, who was your your incoming burner, right? He was mm-hmm. going to be the guy that just took the top off the of defense, the guy that just uh, could be this this huge playmaker for you. And then we were kind of going, okay, well, what do you get out of Fungi? What do you what do you get out of Sparkman? Things like that. I think Sparkman UTSA today. I'll double check that. No, I have not seen that. I'll double check that. Um, but Koi Aiken, I think, was a guy that that they were excited about. But e- even then, like those, not not even remotely close to the leader of the clubhouse, and and what he turned into at the end. Um, and I, I agree with you. It looks like when you add him into the mix of hopefully what Micah Hudson is and will be, and then Kelly coming in and some of the talent you're adding in around it. Like if he takes another step or just plays like he did at the end of the season where after he got healthy and, and was a consistent receiver uh, for, you know, for Morton, man, I'm, I'm with you. I think that's a great pick. Kyler? I think I'm going to go with a freshman, and he is a local kid who is going to be a edge rusher for us, Isaiah Crawford from Post, Texas. Um Dude is six foot four, two ten, two twenty, um, and that's that's one thing that I've been saying. Tech has been needing, especially this year, is a better edge rush and people who can really get to the quarterback. And I think Isaiah Crawford can put put a little surprise on us. We definitely need more of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, just real quick, yeah, JJ Sparkman to UTSA. Okay. Was, uh, about an hour ago, so there's another wide receiver transfer that has announced his uh, landing spot. Yeah, for all. Especially for Price and Bradley, I didn't have either Indiana or Boston College. But, no. Uh, yeah, there you go. I think, uh, man, I don't know why it's jumped so high. Even with, and, and I, look, I'm I'm not saying that I'm not excited to see Hudson or uh, Kelly or any of the receiver room. There's something I've, I'm, I'm re-upping my excitement for yet another tight end. And Conyers, yeah. I just I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just so fascinated of what you're gonna do with him. Mm-hmm. One, um, and then adding into it a just adds so much versatility. Yeah, and 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 is that something that also helps out Mason Tharp, who you're also hoping is healthy next year? Because I think he had a lot better moments this year, and he was you know obviously dinged up and missed some time. Um, I thought he was good in the bowl game. Two, but Jalen Connors feels like you can just do, at least with what you've seen on film, you can do a lot with them. And as a, uh, as just another, again, hope in the tight end room that you've had over the past couple of seasons. But he just feels like you can do different things with him than him just being a good tight end. So I'm, uh, I'm really excited to watch him and just generally curious to see how you use him maybe in some different and fun ways. I mean, you would think he's going to be a Wildcat quarterback for the Red Raiders at mm-hmm. times, where whether that's just him running the football or that's him faking running and, and throwing. You saw at Arizona State that he actually did throw some passes mm-hmm. for them and, and completed some passes and all that good stuff. So, uh, man, I just think he he allows Coach Kitley and company to just do so many things and put so much extra pressure on a defense. Yeah, I agree. I mean, and he's a big, thick guy, too. Gosh. Incredibly yeah. thick. I mean, yeah, throw him in the uh, the Donovan Smith package. Yeah. Man. Except he's much bigger. Isn't he like 270? I think so. He's a very 
large, massive individual who looks like he runs fast and catches well. So, you know, mm-hmm. check, check, check. Yeah. <laughs> and can throw it too. And he can pass. Mm-hmm. So maybe we can do like that Kelsey play where we throw it to him down the seam and then he just turns and whips it to Micah Hudson streaking down the sideline for a lateral. As long eight. as nobody lines up offside, we're okay. <laughs> oh, I wasn't going to bring that up. <laughs> I'm sorry, Clint. I had to. I'm going to start saying, by the way, Tony threw another interception and sent him a Mahomes on Sunday. God. Can we just keep him out of the game at this point? <laughs> I'm so tired of hearing how, well, he's, but the upside, he's such a good playmaker. Yeah, making plays for the other team. Here you go. Here's a gift. I'm going to volleyball set from my hip. Instead of catching this ball, uh, an interception to someone who has no business having an interception. That's it. I'm done. That was my little soapbox over here. <laughs> you, you, just, you just had to bring it in, did you? But yeah, I'd be in for that. Yeah. It kind of seems dangerous to try to design a play like that. Like, I don't know what McGuire is going to be like. Kitley's sitting in there, right? And, 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 and like, so it's better to not design it, just yeah. just wing it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just like, I don't know if, if if you walk in and Kitley's on, you know, the big whiteboard, right? And he's like, all right, Connors, here's what you're here's gonna, what do. gonna do. <laughs> okay, you're gonna run a post, and it's gonna be uh, eventually about 25 yards downfield, right? And you want to make sure you get to that opposite hash mark, Morton. You're going to put it right on his chest. Uh, now, Conyers, what you want to do, you don't want to take off, right? You want to stop on a dime. Meanwhile, uh, Hudson, you're going to be dragging across the field and then fly up the sideline, late reaction. And then, Conyers, you're going to be looking for about a 20-yard cross-the-field pass <laughs> uh, to Hudson. Uh, and then he's going to take off and score. Check I with like the it. line of scrimmage. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Yes, check with the official at the line of scrimmage first. Yeah, make sure that's step one. Mm-hmm. Hopefully you're doing that for uh, every single play. Spoda. Spoda, yeah. <laughs> it's the bottom line, 100.7 the score. Hour number three coming up next. Bringing you the truth or something like the truth, this is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 the score. All right, uh, quick tell me I'm wrong. The little... Hazelnut wafer sticks are one of the best desserts on the face of the planet, and they should be given more love. Well, I try not to have strong opinions about things I don't know about. (laughs) Every one of you out there listening right now is going, what do you do for five hours a day? (laughs) So I can't tell you you're wrong because I've never had one. Mm -hmm. You've got me interested, and I might give one a go. I'll I'll go down and get it. Myself down okay. a little quaffle. Um, okay. Um, so I can't tell you you're wrong. Yeah, they're delightful. Delightful. Especially the light part mm-hmm. of delightful because they don't make you the full part of delightful, which is great because you can just like the can, I don't know how many they hold, you mm-hmm. know, 20, 25. You can just have like six cans and and you're good. And you're good. Yeah. All you can right. just go on a jog if you want. Kyler, you want to tell him he's wrong? No, I mean, they're good. They are good. I don't know about he like the best. He seems like he's doubting. Like, you know, they are good. They are yeah. good. When's the last time you had one? Oh, we'll get you one in the break. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I had one the other day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he didn't think it was that good. Well, I'm going with Kyler. I think you're wrong. Um, He didn't say I was wrong. Yeah, but his eyes did. 
his his eyes are, are telling me, please let me out of here. <laughs> please unlock the door from the outside. Stop doing this. <laughs> Help. Pass the key under the door. Um, no, it is time for a real tell me I'm wrong. It was your tester. Okay, I'm going to just go ahead and apologize. It's okay. We accept your apology. Apologizing to all Red Raider fans right off the bat here. We said we wouldn't do this. We said after this past season, when the hype train was just choo-chooing down the tracks, that we wouldn't overhype the next time. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to go overhype, maybe just regular hype. Regular hype. Normal amount of hype. I think we should, looking at what you have returning, what you are bringing in new, what the schedule looks like, the amount of home games you have, I think we should expect eight wins in 2024. Just waiting for the... uh, In the regular season. I'm waiting for the Kool-Aid man to just burst through the wall. Oh, yeah! Well, I mean, you can give it a try. <laughs> I wouldn't need that entire hallway. Here's the problem, but I'd get worn out before I got, so I'd lose the actual head of steam that I started, so maybe like halfway down the hallway. <laughs> He's just looking for a reason to go get one of those sticks again. Yeah, I think I need to go like about to the break room to start, <laughs> and I'm going to need to stretch, so I'm going to go into the break room area real quick. Those are... Is that where you do your stretching? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a that's how people why people don't talk to me like when they get coffee because they walk in and I'm like ah Joe huh Java gotta get woken up somehow. <laughs> See, this is why, this is why Kyler, when you were here to work the morning drive, nobody is allowed to go into the break room in the seven fifteen break. That is Jamie's time in the break room. He can microwave his food. Wash his dishes and not get conversations like that. Oh, a little Java. Oh, breakfast biscuit this morning. That's why. I always say you got to stay limber if you're going to eat a sausage egg biscuit, huh? What do you say, Jamie, huh? Huh? Some I calisthenics in the morning? I say nothing. <laughs> Jamie, why aren't you responding? I'm over here. Never mind. I'll just. I don't really buy into that whole breakfast being an important part of the day thing. <laughs> oh, what you drinking there, Jamer? Oh, seven o'clock water. Good for you. <laughs> Couldn't help but notice the banana this morning. Potassium. It's important. You know, you, you really should take the peels off those things before you eat them. <laughs> yes. Learn that the hard way. Bet you did. <laughs> I, man... I I want to say, I want to be smart about this and say, let me wait and see what your offensive line ends up looking like. That's where my head's at. That would be smart. That would be smart. But it's infectious, man. Uh, I really think maybe this was different if you didn't win the bowl game. <laughs> I don't know why. Couldn't tell you why. I th- um, but I, I, I think uh, what you're saying is right. I think you... Again, you have a staff that is aware of the issues from this season. And I the other part is I think you hit your baseline this year. I do. 
Because I thought your baseline would be six and six, and you hit six and six, and then won the bowl game, got to above five hundred. It wouldn't have changed the baseline part if you would have lost the Independence Bowl, if you would have lost to Cal. Um, so, if hoping more things go right next year, yeah, I think I think eight wins is very attainable, very very attainable. When you put in the home, the home game aspect with the amount you have next year, I mean. My favorite flavor of Kool-Aid's orange, if anyone's wondering. Okay. Extra sugar in mine, please. Orange Kool-Aid. I don't even remember having orange Kool-Aid as a kid. Oh, really? I mean, they're all great. Red's great. Purple's great. Blue's great. Green? Eh, never had it. Yellow? <laughs> Didn't they have like a mystery flavor? That one's great. Uh, I think I think you're right, Jamie. Um, I I think they should expect to win at least eight. I mean, th- this team is good. They are a very solid team. There's just a couple holes that they have fixed and are, I feel like are going to continue to fix in the offseason. Um, like we talked about earlier, the additions they've made to the team, Conyers is a big one. Um, I, I, I it's biased because you know, born and raised in Lubbock, I've always been a Tech fan. But yeah, I I agree with you. I think. I think they should expect to win eight games. You know what's something else, too? Like, you have uh, other things that you needed to work on. You talked about, uh, Kyler, like, your, your pass rush. Mm-hmm. And, again, <clears throat> it's just a bowl game. But then you have, like, Amir Washington, a young dude, yeah. step up and have one of the best defensive games of anyone all year long. In the bowl, you have Coy Aiken, who had the best game as a receiver all year long. Now, how are you filling in some of those shoes from your experience secondary? Well, you had you had to this year on some because you had a lot of young guys in yep, the defense playing. playing. So um, if that room has more added pieces, plus just gets better, or not that room, but the defense, like oh man, I just I'm I'm I'm, I'm with you. Said I wouldn't do this, and it's the the bowl game was a stone's throw away on the calendar, and I'm like, let's get to 2024, man. Yeah, it really wasn't the bowl game as much for me as it sure. was like. What you did building up to it. I mean, you find out Tosh is coming back, right? Check. And then you you you're gonna have a big day tomorrow, as expected in in the recruiting realm. And you think mm-hmm. there's a guy there in Micah Hudson that can help you immediately. You get two wide receivers that were mm-hmm. you know playmakers that you feel like can really help. And Conyers. And then we've seen offensive line commits, and we we've seen some <clears throat> you know other key positions that you've gotten through the transfer portal, and it feels like. It just feels like you're you're really having a good off season, um, mm-hmm. even before the bowl win, and and then I just think so much about this year's struggles had to do with the health of Baron Morton, and if you're able to keep him healthy, uh, then you're you're going to be a much better football team. I, I just some of the pieces you've brought in, like the quarterback piece, the uh, the Conyers kid that can do different things to make you versatile and really difficult to defend offensively. Ah, man, and I, and I just think the defense is just going to keep getting better. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It feels like to me that eight wins is, is absolute. And I'm not saying ah, eight, but it could be ten. I don't know. It might be, but I'm just saying eight. feels like we should win eight in the regular season. Mm-hmm. I, uh, And I'm not saying here like, hey, just because you won the bowl game, that's why I'm feeling – super positive about next year 
more like the uh, the target point of what kind of everything has happened around on both sides. But it's the body of work in the offseason. Like it's it's yeah. the things that you are looking at fixing uh, next year. But there is still that little voice in the back of the head going, "What's the offensive line look like?" Next yes, year? it's not really a little voice. What are you? It's what are you? What it's are you more like the Kool Aid Man. <laughs> what do you look like in past? Pro, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's always a good day when we get a pass pro comment. I'm gonna work it in every single day. <laughs> Maybe devote like a complete day of the week, like Pass yeah. Pro Tuesdays. <clears throat> when will it be Run Blow, Run Blow Wednesday? <laughs> On Wednesday. You said it. You said the day. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. Really good point. Ah, oh, man. You just got jerk Jamie. Mm. Uh, do it up and spiked it. It's the bottom line 100.7 the score and 107thescore.com. You guys want some uh, little wafer sticks? I'm good. You okay, can have right mine. I heard, I heard you say yeah. Getting to the point, but taking the scenic route to get there. This is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. It is the bottom line on 100.7 The Score and 107thescore.com. Thank you for joining us. Clint Scott, Jamie Lint, Kyler Brown behind the glass. Uh, Just one bowl game tonight. UTSA and Marshall are playing in the Scooter's Coffee Frisco Bowl, Jamie. Uh, there was also just one bowl game yesterday, uh, and it was a really, really good one. Western Kentucky beat Old Dominion 38-35 in overtime. They just scored 21 points in the fourth quarter to come back and uh, pick up a win in the famous Toastery Bowl. Toastery. Now, I did see several players walking around with handfuls, really clawfuls of actual toast. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. I think a lot of the pieces I saw could have been toasted more, but it seemed like due to time restraints probably with that, they were probably just getting enough on there to say that the pieces of bread were toasted. But, you know, it's okay. I hope it was famous. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, felt felt very famous yesterday. Uh, any interest in the Scooter's Coffee Frisco Bowl? Uh, I'm going to go watch Friendship tonight, so I probably will catch some of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that'll be perfect time. You'll have Friendship mm-hmm. uh, boys taking on Trinity Christian at LCU, 7 o'clock tip, and then that kicks right at 8. So if you time okay. it up right, yeah, perfect. Uh, you can uh, pretty much catch all of that, the Scooter's Coffee Frisco Bowl. got this on the Yates Flooring Center chat line uh, from Bobby Hot Dogs. Clint, did you get a... Or did you get Jamie a new pickleball racket as a secret Santa gift? If not, there is still time. Are they called rackets? Yeah, sure. Aren't they paddles? I think I think they fit for both. I say tennis paddle. No, you don't. <laughs> if you do, stop. Please. Like, uh, oh, really? You're going to invite me to play? Let me go grab my tennis paddle. You don't tell anybody that we do a show together, do you? <laughs> Everybody. 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 <laughs> I just, uh, that's what I do uh, outside of 12 to 3 as I just okay. shout that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, thrilled to call you my co-host. 
Just don't say tennis paddle <laughs> ever again. You know, there's some things as as it's lighting up, you can just see the the, the triggering happen happening over there. As soon as you said the, you you said it as in like I'm I'm generally wondering, hey, do they call it a racket for pickleball? But really, going they don't call it a pickleball racket. It is a paddle. Do not compare those two things. There was no crossover. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, that was fun. Yeah. Rackets everywhere are begging you to make sure you call it a paddle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And vice versa. Probably so. I don't know. Yeah. Do you think a paddle likes to be called a racket or is it proud to be a paddle? Okay. No shame. I'm a paddle. So what? Who cares? You're asking me to think like a paddle. Yeah. Don't even start on ping pong, right? Well, it's a paddle. Different mind sh- mindsets there. It's a paddle. Yeah, which is a different type of paddle. <clears throat> Smaller, yeah. more circular. I mean, pickleball people don't have to restring their paddles. It's true. We have to retape the grip, though, from just Do they? strenuous. Strenuous. Activity. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I wish him the best of luck. Yeah. Hope it doesn't slip out and hit a teammate in the back of the head. Do you have the, uh, you know, in racquetball, you have the little, the string that goes and wraps around your wrist too. So, Oh, like the Wii remotes? Yes. And so when you actually do accidentally do have it slip out of your hand, it doesn't go and hit anybody. They have that for pickleball too? Uh, I don't think they all do. (laughs) Now, I had it, you know, mine specially made. So I had that, and mine isn't a stiff cord. Mine's more of a bungee, so I can kind of, like, deke opponents with it, like I'm throwing it at it, and it goes a little bit closer, and then I Spider-Man it back. And so when they flinch, then the pickleball just goes right past them. I think I know the reason why they don't for pickleball. I think with racquetball, there's a whole lot of moving around, exercising, and effort, (laughs) and sweating, and they get really slippery. Pickleball... Not so much. You know, I know it's simple. And I have been in a racquetball room like twice. Not once playing the correct rules of racquetball. (laughs) There's another sport that I don't understand. Oh, it's so much fun. It looks like fun. Both times I did it uh, was at the Garden City YMCA. It was at the same youth event, back-to-back years. um, And there was like eight of us in there. And we had like 20 racquetballs going and we were just all trying to dodge it. It was a blast. Um, <laughs> I would pay money to see Choice and Clint in a racquetball room. A real game? Yeah. You'd have to teach... Someone else I trust would have to teach me the rules. Um, but yeah. You don't trust me? Well, do you know the rules? Yes. You don't even know that they're called tennis paddles. Am I supposed to trust you with racquetballs? I would trust you. I would trust you. Gave me some. Speaking of that, like legit, legit, you gave me some tennis pointers uh, a couple okay. weeks ago when I brought the flat tennis balls. It was the day I learned tennis balls could die, and I'm just hoping there's a tennis ball heaven out there because uh, those tennis balls didn't have a chance. Mm-hmm. They weren't even used properly. They just sat in a can. That's so sad. I know. Mm-hmm. I just thought they. I thought they were like cockroaches. I just thought they lived forever. No. Nope. Or Twinkies. I thought it was Twinkies, cockroaches, tennis balls. No. Nope. I thought those were the things that just survived. No. Nope. Yeah. You thought wrong. <laughs> Short shelf life. You know what doesn't have that problem? 
Battle balls. Pickle balls, yeah. Pickle balls, yeah. Uh, this on the Yates flooring center chat line from Bullfighter. I doubt it was looking like a crop top, but more like a sports bra. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Apple Plus has the rights to Charlie Brown Christmas um, and can be seen there. Oh, okay. Okay. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, thought they didn't use Cup enough. I mean, he was dinged up too for part of this year. Uh, but I, I still agree with the texter. I, I mean, and Tharp was obviously injured as well. I thought you could have used the tight ends more. It felt like they made a lot of big plays for you, though, but it just wanted to see them, the ball going their direction more consistently. I think that had a lot to do with the fact that, I mean, you just, you don't throw the ball over the middle a bunch. Well, that's something. And to, you to, went to back point. To, you went back to back on slants on what night was it Saturday <laughs> and it was shocking to me it was mm-hmm. awesome like you completed one and almost had a receiver die in the other one yeah if I remember correctly mm-hmm. um, it was in the second half kind of kind of eerie to watch yeah. that when you're not expecting it but it was great yeah um, you had another time on the uh, on the interception too unfortunately where Koy Aiken busted to the middle and had his man beat by Badly. A couple of steps, just missed mm-hmm. play on that one. Um, but I, I mean, I do think though. I like. I wonder if that's something moving forward. Because the conversation we jumped to was that was something that Tyler Shuck just never did. Like I don't think that was a part of the offense. I think that was something that just Shuck didn't really do when he started. It seemed like when Morton said he, he does it more, and then Jake Strong came in and it was like. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you remember when, <laughs> Middle we, everywhere. when we broke down the numbers of the games from 2022 that Tyler Shuck started compared to other quarterbacks started, mm-hmm. and tight end receptions were about half in the games that Shuck started compared to the ones that the other two guys started. Mm-hmm. And so he wasn't a guy that would throw over the middle of the tight ends a whole lot. Yeah. and and But it's interesting, Clint, because you've now you've brought in a couple guys – the tight end position in the portal. So clearly there's a, a focus there of, Hey, we want to use these guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously you're going to use them to, to block as well for you, but there's a, there's a desire to use these guys and make them a bigger part of the offense. Yep. I, I will say, I don't, I, I didn't understand whatever the disconnect was with cup, whether he was dinged up or not, because when Tharp was in and the healthier he got, and when he was healthy early in the season, like there was a, Hey, there there is a direct line trying to get him the ball, especially in the red zone. Mm-hmm. Um, that just wasn't really there ever with Cup. And I don't, you know, really understand what you know, what made it that way. Um, but you would you would think hopefully with as excited as they seem to be and should be about like Conyers and then hopefully Tharp, you know, one mm-hmm. taking another step forward and then staying healthy next year. That that will change, and you'll have a couple different options there. But yeah, I've been bit by the tight end bug before, have really you? two years in a row. Okay, and it and it didn't go well either time. Well, it went well at times this year. It was better, but it still wasn't wasn't the uh, tight end production we'd hoped all the way. It's the bottom line. One hundred point seven the score. 
This has been the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. Go to 100-7thescore.com for more from the Double T Sports Network.